Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast. And today is going to be a very different type of podcast with all the news coming out uh, in the last 24, 48 hours. I'm Robbie Musto. He's Robbie Earl. Here are today's topics. The Super League. We will have in-depth discussion, conversation and share our thoughts. Uh, Jose Mourinho is sacked. What now for Spurs? What now for the special one? Man City's quest for the quadruple comes to an end. And a farewell to Sheffield United as the Blades are officially relegated. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all on its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to 313 mile range on a single charge, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric never could be. It was built with a driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience the electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Robbie, the Super League. Wow. Mm. I, I, it's still like, I can't believe we're saying it, and I can't no. believe no. how it broke so quickly, and I can't believe how serious it seems. There's a mm. talk that, you know, is this just posturing from the big clubs to get more out of the Champions League competition? But it sounds like with chairman in place and other, other chairman resigning from other committees on European uh, boards, it feels, Rob, that this is serious, and I think we've already seen there's going to be a huge reaction um, from everybody in football all around European domestic leagues and football clubs. But let's just get your initial uh, reaction, Rob, to the news that came out yesterday. Well, um, 
As ever, Rob, I think every year since we've been doing the Premier League, certainly since we're doing the podcast, at some point these rumblings about a European breakaway and the big clubs are going to go together. And it's usually a bit of posturing in the Premier League, you know, have a meeting with the big six teams and somehow they work things out or start to talk about. And then, as you say, Rob, 24 hours ago, this came out. But this didn't come out in the normal way. This came out with confirmations from teams. It came out with websites set up, came out with statements uh, about the state, uh, the, the quality of the league, the players, people who were going to participate in it, the possible omission from UEFA, uh, if need be. It talked about banks who were putting billions of dollars to bankroll this thing to make sure that the clubs, the four, uh, founding clubs were going to have the resource. Th- this just instantly, Rob, I knew, wow, we're, this is real now. This is a huge threat to Premier mm. League football as we know it. And, and my biggest takeaway, like last night I worked on the show, I went to bed, kind of went to bed with a really funny taste in, in, in my mouth and my stomach. It's a bit like, what's going to happen to this game? And I woke up half thinking, oh, hopefully there'll be some reconciliation, there'll be some talking. But actually things look like they're, they're pulling further apart. Uh, the reaction from fans around Europe, certainly in the UK that we can talk about, is going to be huge, Rob. Not only fans of, the cl- of, of clubs who are not part of the top six, so the other 14 Premier League teams, but fans of the teams that are going to be part of, the, of, the, of this European breakaway league. People don't want it, Rob. In, mm. in, in, in Europe, in England, it is the people's game. And you can't take mm. that game away from us like that. Before we get into what we don't like about the proposal, Rob, mm-hmm. why don't we just spend a couple of minutes trying to understand the thought process of the six Premier League yeah. owners why are we here? That are yeah. getting this together with, with owners from other big clubs around Europe. But let's, so let's just give this a couple. I mean, mm. you know, we, can, we can unload all we like about what we don't like about it, but let's, let's just try and think about the positives. And I'll start with... Okay, so the owners that have put a lot of money into these football clubs mm-hmm. want more of a say in European football and more of a piece yeah. of the pie. Broadcast yeah. rights, commercial rights. They feel that their clubs provide the premium, the most important part of these competitions, revenue, and they want a bigger part of it. And they've threatened, and now they're basically saying, enough's enough, yeah. we're going to do this ourselves. Yeah. So more financial Listen, there's other ways of saying it, but more financial benefit to the big clubs. Yeah. From fans' point of view, Rob, again, from, from, a, from a newish fan that maybe in, in the United States has plenty of new fans, Yeah. It, it might sound appealing. The best clubs around Europe with big budgets, mm. big advertising dollars, the mm. best players, the best managers, yeah. the biggest stadiums, it, 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 it will be to a lot of people, and mm. that's hard, you know, Again, this is this is just at a specific. Yeah, no, time. it's an objective view, and it, it's an important. We have this view it, as well. It could be, it could be yeah. a, an attractive proposition for many, many fans around mm-hmm. the world, Rob. And we've just had Jorge, our producer, just talk about people are going to want to watch it. So, in in that regard, it's an appealing product that would sell worldwide, and these clubs would become superpowers and super clubs. Um, that, I guess, Rob, is the main thinking behind these owners coming together to try and break away and do their own thing and you're right and these owners are business people 
first and foremost. And they see a club as a business. And they see a business in ways that you can improve the business and get, make greater profits and get your, stock, uh, your share price up and, and increase your, 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 the money that, that you make. So you're, you're 100% right in what you say. I think just um, just sort of finishing off the, the point you made where, you know, the, the bigger clubs, the, the, the want more revenue, a little bit more say, I yep. would have liked to have felt that that could have been done, could have been achieved in a different way. I would have liked to have felt that, that, that reasonable people, reasonable people within the Premier League who are the other clubs would realise, like in any other industry, Rob, the best people get the most money. When we played football, the centre-forward who scored your Ravinelli isn't earning the same as Robbie Musto because, he, guess what, he's an international star and he scores the goals. John Hartson came to our club, the biggest uh, signing we ever heard. He was probably on double the money. What, but that, that's what happens in every industry. So I haven't got a, the, the idea of having a club, the, 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 the six clubs, let's say, that, that feel they are driving rights overseas or, or the main draw, draw to the league or the big players in the league. I'm not against them saying, OK, how can we increase your revenues or, or give you a bigger share of, of the pie in a way that it still leaves everybody else healthy, still gives a trickle down the, the football pyramid, but we are addressing the issue that you are the drivers in, in the Premier League. I, I, I just can't get away. Where, where I have an issue is... The manner in which this has been done, and, and I tell you what irks me a little bit more, Rob, is that it seems to be led by six English clubs at the forefront of this. It's not six Italian clubs or six Spanish clubs who probably don't earn as much money from their from their um, TV rights etc. At the moment, it's six English clubs who've decided that they're going to move away and and with their self interest almost govern their own competition. And invite other people to join them. So let's talk about what that's going to look like, Rob, and what it means for everybody else. And this is, of course, what is upsetting many, many fans, particularly in England, mm -hmm. of all the clubs of the 14 that haven't signed up for this and even the six that have. And we've seen protests. Yeah game that we worked on tonight, Leeds United versus Liverpool, Liverpool fans protesting. We've seen banners outside of Anfield, etc. Um, so there's a strong reaction. And the reaction is because the Premier League, if this goes ahead, obviously these clubs will become uber rich. And there's threats from FIFA, there's threats from the UEFA and threats from the Premier League. Premier League being, we're going to throw you out the league. So yeah. just, just focus on the Premier League right now going forward. There's either going to be negotiations where they actually stay in. Yeah. There's a meeting tomorrow with the other 14 clubs, and it might be like, um, guys, are we going to really kick these six out? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, 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 or we've got to find a way because they are so important to the Premier League. Um, so, so there's that, that part, part of it and how it's going to look and, and how the Premier League looks going forward. Uber rich. So first of all, of course, they've got it locked in to who qualifies. So there's no, now qu no qualifying for the Premier League sides other than the ones that are going to already be in. So that ruins your league's kind of competitive edge. What are teams like Villa, Leeds, Newcastle, all these other bigger clubs playing yeah, Everton, for? Everton, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and if the teams stay in it, they've got, I think, between like 18 and 25 games to play, as well as the Premier League commitments. They know that their biggest games in the, in the Champions League, their Super League, 
So they won't put focus into the league. They'll be uber rich. So it won't be a competitive league. If they're not in it, it ruins it because the big clubs in English football should be in the top league, top league domestically as well. And this will be going on in leagues all around Europe. So mm. the domestic leagues will be ruined, will be, destroyed. Yeah, be Absolutely. But, and that's the biggest part. You know, this what gives me lot, and then I hear you, and, and you, you're right, because there will be other times where a Manchester United's got a Super League game against Real Madrid on a Wednesday. They'll play a, a, a pretty much B team in the Premier League because you know, their focus is Doesn't on the Super League. Doesn't matter. But... Even when sometimes Manchester United put a, a big team out, guess what about this league, which I love about it? Sam Allardyce's West Brom will go and turn them over, Rob. And maybe we have to start supporting more, more teams, have to support some of those teams who left. That, that's what's great about this league. That's what's great about English football, and it is unique about the league. And I think the reason why those six clubs still need to be part of the Premier League. I just don't think going off and, and playing Super League games, yes, they, they're high profile profile games. Does that wear thin after a certain while, five or six years down the road? Not too sure. You know, Super League t- teams that are finishing 18th every season in the Super League, does that kind of do well for your fan base, for, you, for your um, brand, for being called a Super Club, but your Super Club who don't really do much? Okay, you're earning $200, $300 million every year. Uh, I just think that there's a place where the Premier League could, should, could still stay intact in some manner that we know it and there being a possibility these other clubs can go and if they want to do their own thing or certainly leads me to the Champions League Rob what's the Champions League anymore if these teams are gone I mean the Champions League becomes the Europa League all of a sudden yeah you, you, you'll get West Ham against Real Betis yeah. in, in the final so it, I mean it, it's that's the, the biggest problem it's just like we're going to get richer and we don't care about anybody else and your league and the way it filters down we give them some money yeah the devil's advocate talked about they drop some money down the pyramid and saying that it won't affect clubs i mean whether that is the case or not we'd have to see you know we, we both started at our careers at, at clubs lower down the pyramid you oxford has at port vale we needed those clubs to give us an opportunity, to give ourselves a chance to, to, to work our way up to Premier League and have the careers we had. Those, those clubs tend to, they'll go away. If, if the money's not trickling down, Rob, there, there will be no Oxfords in Port Vales. My, my club ended up winning the League Cup after I left. They qualified for the Europa League, the, the UEFA Cup. They got yeah. to the final. Those are some of the che- most cherished memories. So, so having that ability through performance to qualify and play against some of the elite clubs in European football mm-hmm. is gone. Yeah. Is gone. There's going to be, if people don't know, there's talk about 20 teams in this, in this Super League, 15 founder members and five spots for, for five clubs that have done really well in their league, wherever that might be. There's a ton of European leagues that want to get into yeah, those five spots. That, yeah. For one season, you come in, you earn a little bit of money and you make up the numbers and then, then you go back out again. Yeah. You know, the, the game we did today, Rob... The, uh, the, uh, such an important part of the Premier League is, is the top four qualification and it's the race for the top four mm. and it's West Ham United and Leicester City and Leeds United that aspire to progress their club through management, through recruitment, through performance to get back to a point where they're challenging the best. You, this is basically saying they've got no chance. Yeah. There's no chance. There's no point ever to invest in a new stadium increasing their revenues. For what? Do you, think some of these owners, Bob, uh, do you think some of these owners are not necessarily saying because they're foreign they don't get it? They're, they're business people have been very successful in, in lots of other, other things they've done. 
do you think they don't quite understand the depth of feeling that's going to come out? Do they not understand that the, the, what football means in the UK? It, it yeah. is a, it is everything. It is our sport. That, that you know, yeah. this football and the rest really. There isn't, you know, the, the, the basketballs, the, the NFLs, the hockeys. Do you think they, they slightly misjudged that or, or not recognised the role that football has in the country? I mean, we're talking about government getting involved. You know, Prince yeah. Harry had something to say. I mean, th- yeah. this is going to go deep. Yeah, I, they, they, they can't. They can't understand the depth of feeling that this is going to bring up. We had a little bit of this, Rob, with the... Um, what was a big picture thing or something? What was uh, it called? Big, project? Project, big picture, yeah. That was, was picture where they were going to try and yeah, control the Premier League, league. Yeah, yeah. and decide on the on everything, the, the split revenues, and the, and the other teams were like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. That was like, "Wow, you 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 thought that was that a little a chance? that was a little toe in the water, by the way, as well." I think just to see yeah. how that how that how, how how the temperature was, what people were going to say. So going on to the reaction, Robin, what the Premier mm. League what might do about it. Let's take it in three quick. So the Premier League have threatened to kick them out. The meeting tomorrow, the Premier League sides yeah. is the other 14 owners or representatives. What are we going to do? Yeah. UEFA, Seferin has come out with some mm-hmm. really strong comments about how this is not going not yeah. to work out. We're not going to accept it. And, and Ed Woodward's kind of lying to them at certain moments. FIFA, Rob, ultimately yeah. the governing yeah, body, the power. Ha- they have the power, surely. I mean, I think already that the Super League owners of, of, of hired lawyers ready to fight this, but they have the power to stop this, to crush this. They're talking about, you know, that teams can't be in any, any of their competitions and players won't be allowed to go into the FIFA World Cup. Yeah. I mean, is it going to come to that? Start Starting with, real quick, Rob, I'm, again, we could spend the whole hour yeah, this, but just on the Premier League. We're what do you do think? A, a podcast on this maybe next yeah. week just in, in recap. The Premier League tomorrow's meeting, will they be saying exactly. things like, are we going to kick these guys out, really? No. Are we going to do that? Well, I, I think there's, smart, there's some very smart minds in, in, in the Premier League. There's some very smart people who think more beyond than just their club and, and the structure. I'm thinking of Steve Parrish in particular, I know, uh, personally, um, you know, it, the people at Aston Villa, Kirsten Perslow, Paul Barber at Brighton, those kind of clubs. They're not, they're not emotional, silly people who will, who will make a knee-jerk reaction. Listen, the, we, the, the other 14 clubs need, need the six, Rob. It's obvious. You know, when, when, when we're playing football, it's the same analogy. If you get some good players, you need them in your team to take you to the next level, to win things. And you can battle along and run along. And me and you can chug up and down and do our thing. But you need some match winners. And they're the match winners. And so my thing is, be strong. You've got something that they, they need. They need the Premier League. Be strong. Be united. And find the best position that can include them in the league that keeps this thing going. Because you take those those six out out the Premier League, Rob, it, it's just different. It's never but, but gonna, the, the, the clubs need permission from the Premier League to start something new, and they're never going to get it. Or, or, or are the Premier League going to going to fold and say, "Okay, we can't we we, we can't stop you. We're going to have Why to try and find a way." I don't think it should be like we've won or lost, or we we stand up or we fold. I think it should be a kind of mature understanding that we're at this place now. We are where we are. We, we kind of knew it was coming in different guises. It's here now. It's real. It's going to be costly. We have to come out with the best scenario for the Premier League and football in general. And that, for me, includes the six clubs. And yes, I, I, I hate what, what it, it stands for, what they've done and how they've used their position. 
But guess what? I can still have a Premier League with them involved. I, I, I would rather take that. I mean, just back to the big picture, Rob. I mean, just think how good the Premier League is and how good the Champions League is. Why does that have to change? It's, it's greedy owners that want more money and they've pushed UEFA Mm. To, to tweak the rules of their competition. You want more money? Okay, we'll give you more games. And now it's going to be a bigger competition. Again, what was wrong with it? What, I, I, the the semi finals matchup we got, a brilliant matchups. It's a brilliant competition. Who doesn't love the knockout phases? Yeah. The, the games a couple yeah. of years ago, those semi finals. It's just, so, I'm it's so, to do with shares. It's shares. And it's like when, when the overseas rights come out and, and, and you know, the. The people want the people around the world want to see the big six teams, and so they believe we because of that we deserve a bigger share. And they try to do it with the, with the TV revenues, and, and the other clubs weren't having it. And maybe it has to be revisited there. I think the, the, the their argument is that with the domestic rights, it all comes in through the skies and the BTs and all that. That's an equal share. Everybody gets their equal share as is. I think there's a feeling that overseas it's different. We're the biggest driver of overseas revenues and we'll get a lion's share or a different share of that. And I think that's where we may end up having some discussion that makes them a little happier. They come inside and they stay in the Premier League. Just want to get your take in a minute, Rob, on, on what it's like for a player in this. The only thing I would add to this, I guess in fi- finalising in yeah. some ways part of this, is that English football clubs have never been about profit. Nobody ever gets into football. It takes ownership in a football club, historically, expecting to make money and make a profit. Are some of these American owners, Rob, in it for the business? And they want to, they see an opportunity that they can make profits. In, in history-wise, a club does well, achieves well, gets, gets commercial support, more money, better team, better players. There's never any profit to be made. Is that another important thing that the, the owners now, maybe the American owners are used to franchises and... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, they think about profits more than, yeah. than ever we've ever seen before. I, I think they see, see it differently, but I don't think they, they would call it a football club. I think they would call it a, a, a football company. I think they look at it and see at it differently. We get emotionally attached. You know, fans are driven by, by, by the characteristics of a team, why I support that team. They, they represent me. I'll go through. I don't think they, they, they group. And, and listen, maybe, maybe that's modern football, Rob. Maybe that's the way that things are going to go. Maybe, the, you know, a revolutionising of a football Maybe part of some discussion down the road. I don't know. But what a, the the bit that 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 hurts me is that when you've got a league of twenty teams, and the one thing is, listen, if you're Sheffield United at the bottom, you have every much right as Manchester City at the top. That 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 that's that's changed. That's gone. That, that this group is saying no longer. We want to be in a league where we can't get relegated. We can have a terrible, terrible season. We can yeah. play badly. We can see goals. We can sign terrible players, but we're okay. We never Doesn't play. matter. There's no jeopardy, no consequence. Yeah, it doesn't feel right because that's not football as we know it, Rob. That takes yeah. the edge away. That takes a bit. Every you know, every minute of every game is important in the Premier League because you never know at the end of the season what point keeps you up or what point get, gets you into Europe. That's gone. I mean, I finished 10th in the league. I'm in the Super League. Why, why do I care? Yeah. Players' perspective before we move on. Yeah. What, yeah. what right in the middle of this, and there's been no talk about the players. I mean, no. I, no. I guess, you know, I guess they're just commodities. They, they, they're, will there be any sort of, will there be any kind of pushback from the players, Rob? Of course, like, 
we know there's going to be massive contracts. Yeah, yeah. I it, don't think so, Rob. I'm trying to put myself in that position. If I'm at one of those top six, club, six clubs and eventually somebody from the ownership group comes down to a meeting at the training ground and tells us what we're doing and, da, 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 and this is your contract or, you know, you renegotiate. I mean, I'm going to do what I do. I thought it was interesting saying, I know we have slightly different views on Jurgen Klopp coming out. I was pleased that Jurgen Klopp defended his part of Liverpool Football Club which is the playing side, which is the coaching side, which is what we see on the pitch. There's other elements of that club that aren't his responsibility and other elements and other parts of that club that are making decisions. But I, I, I like that Jurgen Klopp almost said, of course, we, we are linked to this, this, this decision by this football club, but it wasn't of our doing. We had no say in it. And so he was defending his group. And, and, and I particularly like that. And I think you might see more of that, that, that players almost saying, listen, whether I like it or not, my, my, my employer my employer has made this decision and, and I've got to go with it. Oh, listen, I don't disagree with liking what he said. Yeah. My point was, this is how it's going to be, Jürgen. This is how it's going to be. Yeah. Your owners have put your you and your team and your football club in a situation where most people disagree of what's going on. Yeah. What do you expect fans to do? They are going to protest. They are going to... I mean, I, I'm not saying it's right, but it's going to happen. If he's going to be super sensitive and have to defend his team, his players every single week... Or the way that I, I believe some of those shirts were in the, the Liverpool dressing room and, and the little kind of sort of remarks and snarks. It's going to happen. Well, of course it's going to happen, but, you know, you'd also like to see where some of the owners come over to the UK and try and at least have those conversations. I don't think that, that that's going to happen, but... Listen, mate, we, we, let's move on. I, I think yeah. we've got a... a um, There's plenty out to go. Plenty out to go. There's podcast to come next week that's probably dedicated to it when we know a little bit more after this week with talks with the Premier League, with, with Europa and FIFA. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. There was some other news today. Guess what? On the day when Jose Mourinho gets eased out of the side door at Spurs... I mean, eased out the side door at Spurs six days before a League Cup final and not even ahead, not on any back, 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 back page yeah. today because of, of what's going on. I mean, that in itself, Robbie Musto, is in our podcast. Yeah, and, and by the way, that was, that was kind of a shock this morning. Yeah. When I wake up, you know, dreaming about what's happening in the Super League, yeah. having nightmares about it. And I, well, I put my phone, I'm like, wow, mm. that's kind of a shock. Mm. Now, if that happened at the end of the season and they finish outside the top four, which it looks like they are, 
I kind of get it. But right now, just yeah. day four, four League Cup final, where he, where historically he has found ways to bring clubs over the line. Yeah, it's a, it's a surprise. I can only think that the situation around the training round and relationship with the players. We had all this with Chelsea, a toxic environment, wasn't it? Was it Chelsea or United? They're, they're kind of both. it's all kind of similar. Yeah, both. both. Um, I can only imagine that that's got to a point where this is not good going into a final and this it, we are not going in the right direction. I, we all knew this was going to be a very expensive uh, firing for your, for Dan, uh, Daniel Levy and Spurs. They have done it, Rob. Yeah. Are, are you, is there any part of you that thinks this was too early? Like, If you're going to go Mourinho, mm. you've got to give him more time, another window to get the team that he wants. Any part of you that thinks well, that? I think in, in terms of time, and I think I, I said on the, on the show a couple of weeks ago, I said there's a divorce coming for these two. It just isn't going to work. And the moment he said, you know, when he was asked about why this Spurs team can't defend in the manner that Jose Mourinho teamed in the past, and he went, same coach, mm. different players. That right there was, was the yeah. start of it. Message to the dressing room, to the players, basically, you're not really good enough. You can't do what I want. Message to Daniel Levy, this group ain't good enough. I'm, I'm going to have to spend some money if you want to get where you want to get to. Yeah. But where was the surprise for me is when you buy Jose Mourinho and, and you were right in saying that you, the football's not going to be great, and, and we know that, and, and there's going to be some fallouts, and we kind of know that. But I said, but he wins, Rob. And so if he wins, this Spurs yeah. team just need to win at the moment. I'm surprised that he hasn't been given another week. I'm surprised next Monday, if they haven't won the League Cup, that he doesn't get the sack. This guy wins. It's the reason you've got him. You've got a League Cup final that can win you some silverware, and you've decided, or the, the, the climate around the club is so bad, that you shoved him out the door before that happens. That, that, that just that bit, Rob, I can't get my head around. I mean... Let him do his job. Let him do what he can do. And, and by the way, on any one game, as we've seen Manchester City like, at the weekend with, with Chelsea, this guy can set a team up for one game and, and, and get some success. Now, I know that's been in the past, and I know it's not been with this Spurs team, but kind of let him have the go. And if he fails, OK, he gets the sack. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, again, that's, that's why maybe something's gone on. Yeah. And they can't take that risk, and this, they're, mm. they're going to have no chance if he stays. Just on the bigger picture with him, Rob, I remember saying on air lots of times, and, and we have to be kind of, you know, we, we want to be definitive yeah. in certain things that we say and st- mm. in our opinions and stuff. And I always thought, I thought like, you know what, given what he's done, this is going to be, this is going to be the final judgment for me on Jose Mourinho. Is he the special one? Yeah. You know, we know what he's done before, but mm. going into this job, he's expressed how very pleased he was with the club and with the group of players. He's had time. He's had some signings to make them better defensively. Three defenders brought in and a yeah. defensive holding midfield player. Is he all that, Rob? We know what he's done at Inter, Real Madrid, yeah. you know, teams that, that were really close to doing it and, he, and yeah. he provided that mentality yeah. and with money in most of them mm. to make a difference, to win things. I'm so genuinely, honestly surprised that he, has, yeah. that, that he hasn't done well. He hasn't improved the team that should be improving at this point. I mean, there wasn't it wasn't a brilliant squad of players, but they weren't awful, and they didn't need that much to to put them over the to get them much much closer. I'm surprised how how I'm just disappointed at how poor a job he's done at this football club. But, but I mean, history would tell you if you look at his last four clubs: Madrid, Chelsea, Man United, now Spurs. Kind of ends in, in a similar way. Now, what what you, you, the point you make, and, and it's a good point, is. 
we tend to only talk of Jose from the past. What we, we don't really talk about now or currently or this. We talk about two, three years ago or and listen. There's no joy in his players' faces. There's no joy. No. There's no joy. There's no joy in the fans' faces watching that football. It's all about and the I'm training every day, doing the games. They played Everton this week, and, and the Harry Kane obviously scored two great goals, gets, gets him to the top of, of the, the charts. He has an, the ankle injury, which, which is a little bit of a worry. But the two Spurs goals basically come from Keenan Holgate making two massives. Yeah. You don't create two goals, Rob. They, they, they score two goals because Everton mess up twice. And you think with all that talent and, and the lack of joy, does there come a point where um, I thought he, he, he could, as you say, I thought he could work and I put up with it, but it ain't working. So why am I putting up with it with this lack of joy? And I guarantee you, Robbie Musto, and I, I'm, I'm a dressing room guy. I feel and look, and I get, I know that WhatsApp group in that uh, Tottenham dressing yeah. room has gone around. That's gone. Yes, he's gone. The, the absolute million percent different atmosphere around that training ground tomorrow morning. Yeah, and and Deli Ali and Gareth Bale should be playing oh. more. Rob should oh, be playing more. It's, it's a travesty that that Deli Ali particularly, and he wasn't doing great. And we've given him a little bit of stick with his yeah. performances, but wow, you know he he would have improved that side. Gareth Bale came in and did a great job. Was it one game where they're on the back foot? He's yeah. having to track a run all throughout the game. He pulled him off, dragged him off, never played him again, or never started him again. I, 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 Do we see him again, Rob, in the Premier League? Do we see the special one again in the Premier League? I mean, he's not Super League anymore. I thought he used to be the guy. He used to be, he'd probably be number one pick for many of those big clubs in the Super League. I'm not so sure now, but let's just talk Premier League as, as it stands. Where, where might we see Jose again? I don't, I don't think we're seeing him top six, Rob. I think, I, I think that now, I think there's too much evidence of destruction of poor football and a, a waning in his ability to turn teams into winning sides. Now, you know, we so, chatted earlier, Rob. I'll, I'll let you... Well, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole in my football <laughs> club. I just worry about the damage that he caused. Newcastle United might get taken in by the, the, the persona, the image, the aura. Maybe. A bit of money. Um, I'm trying to think of where it fits. He, he's he's so polar opposite Bielsa that you think Leeds United and 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 Jose, a good Jose Mourinho isn't a bad fit, but of what they've mm. had and where they are and how they do it, just mm. can't see it happening. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, he, he, of course, he's got a huge payoff, another big payoff from from losing his job, getting fired. Um, he'll pop up somewhere, I think, Rob. I mean, I've got to say. It's been brilliant covering oh, him and, and the yeah. stories and his comments. We are we're rolling around laughing in the studio sometimes. I think some of the things he said, um, even the recent one with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's comments and about not feeding his son. I mean, it's just he's brilliant, entertaining value. Um, but should we talk about who might come next, Rob? Yeah, and from our, our partners at Points Bet Sports, but we've got what we call some hypothetical odds. So not nailed on at this stage, but hypothetical odds of who the next. Mm. Spurs manager could be. And top of the charts is Julian Nangelsman. Uh, he's at plus 300. Obviously, RB Leipzig. We've seen plenty of his work over time, producing players, producing good teams, sort of as a young 
bright, smart thinking coach. I think Thomas Tuchel's effect at Chelsea might have some effect on that. Next, next one up is, is Brendan Rodgers, uh, Rob, who I quite like the look and feel of Brendan. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. Leicester fans, and I know he's doing a job and doing a good job there, but that just feels a better fit, doesn't it, Brendan, in at Tottenham? Yeah, I mean, I think Julian Nagelsmann would, would be, I agree with this with these odds, being a favourite. German coaches have yeah. done a great job. Yeah. And, and owners, they do copy. They do look see what mm-hmm. happens at the football clubs and what, and what work they've done. And they do copy and they do try and pick up. Nagelsmann, we know, wants to work in the Premier League. Has said it. Brilliant work at Hoffenheim. Leipzig, to take them as far, they're sitting second in the Bundesliga right now, Rob. Great runs in the Champions League as well. That would be nailed on the best opportunity. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I, I tell you what, Rose, play a little, let's play a little game here. I'm going to shout out the name, right? Yeah. And I want you to say yes or no, whether you could, you could see them being the next Spurs coach, all right? I'm going to go down the list and just shout out yes or no, right? Here you go. Nang- Nangelsman. Yes, plus 300, yes. Eddie Howe. No, plus 1,000, no. Brennan Rogers. Plus 700. Yes. Plus 700, yes. Scott Parker, plus 1,000. No. Nuno Espirito Santo, plus 1,000. Ooh. Could you see it? Could I see Nuno? No. No. Super League, Super League, no. Rafa Benitez, plus 1,200. Could you see him being the next manager? No. Too similar to Jose's thought of Mm -hmm. defending. Massimiliano Allegri, plus 1,200. Might be a safe pair no. of hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying safe no. Pair of hands for, for them. Uh, Ledley King plus twelve hundred. No, no. Ryan Mason plus fifteen hundred. No, no. And the last one, Robbie Earl. We well, got last I, two. I'm going to throw one at you. We got, got the last. All right. Yeah. So the last one on the list here. Yeah. For me is a big, oh, interesting and, and maybe. Stephen Gerrard maybe fifteen hundred. Earned his well, stripes, I, 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 an incredible I, 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 job I, I, at Glasgow Rangers. If I, can, if I can put a cent or two on somebody, Stephen Gerrard at plus 1,500 is a good bet. It's a good, good bet. It's a, I just it, think it's a really interesting... That it's, it's, a really it might interesting be too big a step with all that's going on yeah. now, Rob, in Super League, but it's, yeah. it's a good step. And, and I want to throw one at you. It's a, at plus 1,800, how about Frank Lampard? No. Frank Lampard, okay, learning, played good football. Maybe he has to, to learn a little bit more. We'd get on well with the players. Want to go back, Frank Lampard? I want you thinking it again. No, not just needs to kind of build that reputation with some success lower down. Not mm-hmm. not ready for for the jump up. But um, Scotty Parker, no for me. No, no, but, not quite enough yet. Needs to, you know, next day yeah. doing a good job this year. You know, could he bring, you know, if they do go down, could he bring them back up again or could he ha- keep them yeah. in the league? But yeah, a bit, a bit more experience. I think Stephen Gerrard's a good sort of left field one, Rob. Couple of years now, playing good football. Just everything you hear, good noises coming from people who are up at Rangers around the football club. 
Um, yeah, would be, would be really really interesting. But um, listen, we'll have to see how that goes. The Julian Nagelsmann, the Paul Spence, which, which you would favorite. think Rob will probably be end of season if it happens, won't it? They'll, they'll sort it, of. You might get an announcement before that. Remember in the Bundesliga, oh, they did that. Yeah, they're kind of okay with that. They're okay with managers well, just telling people where they need, they need a safe pair of hands. Or they need somebody, Rob, to steer them. Try and get you know if they need to get a Champions League spot to try and get into the top four. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they ain't getting the top four. They're they're not doing it for me with the amount of games left and the points behind. It's not going to happen. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It's, uh, Ryan Mason will, will take over, and yeah. I wouldn't expect to. Uh, it could be a bit of fight actually. Bayern Munich. Uh, I think a very keen on Nangelsmann as well. Obviously, being the big German club, mm. and they haven't gone down the Super League route. So, I'm sure there's some phone calls going on between agents and, and uh, Daniel Levy to, to sort things out. But yeah, let's see where Spurs go. Let's yeah. see where Jose might end up. Let's move it on quickly to um, to some football over the weekend, my friend. Let's get to some football stories. Uh, let's talk about the FA Cup, first of all. The, I think the glamour semi-final was Chelsea versus Manchester City. Man City in the chase for the quadruple that came to a slightly abrupt end, courtesy of a Ziyech goal. Um, you were, I remember, I think you put out on, on Twitter, put a bit of tweet out, where you were a little bit disappointed in, in, in Manchester City's approach to the, to the semi-final. Well, I thought in general, I said it, it was a sad semi. It was sad. The semi-final of the FA Cup, Man City made eight changes. Mm. Chelsea made fewer, quite a lot fewer changes, but also made changes. We had the team's backup goalkeepers in goal. Now, <laughs> we know where it might be going with the Super League. I don't, I don't like where it's gone with the current European competitions and the importance of them. And it's difficult. I get it's difficult. And teams, but in the semi-final of the FA Cup, Man City's body language, like it, it, regarding this game, and the amount of effort and the and the amount of desire shown, determination-wise, was nothing. Particularly first half, City. They tried the last fifteen minutes, right, Rob? Based on the quadruple tour, the the, the, the standard. They don't care. Obviously, don't care about it, do they? Don't oh. care about it. I was going to say, so then that get, gives Spurs even bigger chance at the League Cup at, at the weekend, which that, that yeah. to me is a disappointing thing, Rob, based on, on, on what you say. Yeah, I mean, it's the quadruple, I mean, obviously it means nothing. And, you know, I get the rotation part of it, but when you come to the semi-final stage of it, you're at Wembley, you're trying to get to a final. I mean, this is, this is, this is real history by winning quadruple. Yeah. And, and again, all right, okay, but... It still didn't feel right in the way that, particularly Man City, Chelsea played some good football, created better chances yeah. with a better side, and more, and they looked genuinely happy at the end of the game to reach mm. an FA Cup final. Very comfortable defensively against Man City, who, yeah. with their their many changes, and we've seen this in different games, just lack the quality and the and the slickness that you normally associate with Man City. But again, I guess it's resting, rotating ready for the main focus, which is the Champions League. I just was really disappointed in the game as a, as a whole, but particularly Man City and Pep's attitude to a semi-final of the FA Cup. And it goes back to our first conversation, Rob, and, and European football's kind of role now in, in these super clubs that, that target that competition mm. with the money that it brings more than a traditional competition that's been around forever. And, you know, maybe us, Rob, maybe we're old... We're wrinkly old dinosaurs that cherish something, right? That that the modern fan 
and maybe the fans in the US, I, I understand them not getting into it because of the teams and the rotations and the, 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 I don't know, the way that the big clubs are, are pre, um, you know, are going into this competition, even at the latter stages. It's still, I don't know, I hear you, but it still feels like a proper cup to me. When teams win it, it, it means something. I remember the treble with Manchester United and Sir Alex there, with, you know, it, it means something. That's why I was a little surprised, disappointed with Man City. But from Chelsea's point of view, listen, if you make those rotations and win, I think well done, Thomas Tuchel. And semi-final of the Champions League, FA Cup final coming up, top four spot up for grabs. Uh, I think they've got Brighton to, tomorrow. Um, things yeah. going quite to, to, to plan for Thomas Tuchel. And I just feel, Rob, now it's a little test of handling success. So they've had a, an, an element of success now, getting to this stage of where they are. How, how this group and Tuchel take this next step and the competition for places. If you get in Chelsea's team and play in any competition, you have to play well or you're not, you may not get a shirt. Tammy Abrahams was not involved in the squad. He's yeah. not involved in squad. That's where they're at now. That they can afford to leave a, a guy who was scoring goals for fun, really, in the Premier League for much of last season, not in the squad. And when you think of Havertz, Werner, Mount, Ziyech, Pulisic for, five, for, for three spots up front yeah. with Giroud and, and Abraham, I'm, I just think it could be an exciting end to the season. And, and it'll be interesting to see where Thomas Tuchel's focus is, which teams he picks. As I get a sense, he's starting to really feel that he, he he's at home at the club now. Yeah, he is. And, and what I like about that, to, to follow your point on, is that if players do play well when they get the opportunity, mm. like Christian Pulisic, they stay in. They yeah. stay in. And Team of Werner, you, know, you look at that front line, Team of Werner, particularly Werner and, and Ziyech. Yeah, I'm not sure they're in his they're in his best three at the moment. And that is real competition, and that's real. Like there's consequences to the way that you play, and I ain't gonna have favourites, and I'm gonna play whoever's in form. That's what I like about it, and 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 fair play to this group. You know they've got very few injuries. That you know Pulisic, Havertz, and Zuma come into the game. It's a really good squad of players. Deserve to win the get in the game in the FA Cup final. You know I guess Kepa will play, and and there'll be continued rotations. It's just the way it is for FA Cup right now. But but credit to Chelsea. It's yeah. exciting time, Rob, and and he looks like a proper manager. Um, and they're going they're talking about even you know this looking at a longer contract. I think they've been impressed what they've seen and around the training ground the yeah. way he looks himself. Very good, you know, communicator with the media. Um, yeah, it looks like good business for Chelsea in good shape at the moment. Uh, Leicester City as well rebounded after the disappointment of defeat last week and, and the talk about the players' uh, lack of discipline with COVID nineteen. They got the job done. Kelechi Iheanacho's turning into a goal machine for them at the moment great Jamie Vardy run and, and, and a finish and you could see the which I liked you, you could see the elation of a Leicester City team getting to an FA yeah. finally it means something to Leicester City and that's how it's yeah <clears throat> that's how it should be and I, and I enjoyed this game so much more Southampton were particularly disappointed I thought Rob but Leicester City you know they've had they've had some body blows in recent weeks and the results haven't always been great the, the the players that 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 broke COVID protocol, of course, some tough times, but how the game finished, Rob, with Madison coming in for Perez. You have Madison in behind Vardy and Iheanacho linked up brilliantly for the goal, really well. And I wasn't sure about Vardy with a partner, but it's working out great. Iheanacho scored again. Tielemans, Indidi, Madison, Iheanacho, Vardy, Ricardo Pereira, Castagna, Fafana, Soyuncu, Evans, 
Didi, mm. not bad. It's it's a good side, and players are coming back to to you know. Suinchu was out uh, quarantining, I think he was for a little while, so they're getting their best players back, and you know, I just kind of like the look of it. And this isn't just for this competition. Uh, they'll, they'll, of course, they'll play Chelsea in the in the cup final, but also to finish in the top four. Yeah, and Leicester, you know, I've got to try and pull it together and stay there and fend off the likes of Liverpool. And I think they're going to do it. I, mm. I like the players in this team. And Madison's had a little, you know, rap on the knuckles for, for yeah. his part in that party where he shouldn't have been there as a mistake. But with him back, with the players I've talked about, it's a pretty good looking team and, and they were much too good for Southampton on the day. Yeah, looking forward to that final, actually. I think two teams who, who, who want to be there, who, who want to win the Cup, Tuchel wants to make his mark. Chelsea, Brendan, as ever, will want to make his mark. And uh, yeah, that, that should be a really good game. That's success. Let's talk about what has to be deemed as failure. Uh, Sheffield United relegated after 1-0 loss to Wolves. And there was a, maybe it was 30 seconds, let's just say a minute in the game, Rob, where Sheffield United went on the attack. Ender Stevens had a shot that was at a, Good chance to score. Semedo blocked. Wolves won the ball. Went down the other end. Traore ran past the defenders. Squared it. William Jose scores. There's the game. There's Sheffield United season. Um, I think we talked about it. It's like if, if, if you just say it. For Sheffield United going down now is almost like looking at Leeds United right now and saying next season Leeds will get relegated. That's how confident, how well they were playing. The, 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 the turnaround... And this club's got a, a really, really important summer, Rob, because they've got to find the right manager. Paul Heckenbottom, I'm, assu- I'm assuming, won't get, won't get the job. Who knows? They've got to find the right manager. They've got to sort out the players who are staying or not. They've got to work out in what style they're going to be. So we know what Wilder's style was coming up. Is that the style that's going to bring them back up again? And they've got to get themselves ready for 46 games in a championship that are not going to be fun. Hmm. Yeah, difficult. If they can regroup, then they've got a chance of doing mm. it, of course. Mm. But whether that with Chris Wilder going, whether there's too much disruption around the squad and around the club, that it's hard to rebound back. We have to wait and see. But just on the relegation, Rob, I mean, of all the stories this season, right? I don't think there's one pundit, ex-player or, or even fan that would have seen this coming. Mm. This is probably the biggest shock of the Premier League season is Sheffield United going down with an absolute whimper. Yeah. Ninth last year, 54 points. And we always said, well, the way that Wilder is, he keeps them at it. They're not going to have a second season syndrome. Like, we couldn't have been more wrong. No. I mean, it's just remarkable how competitive this league is. And they never really looked awful. Yet they've got an awful total of, what, yeah. 14 points, one of the worst ever. Seven. They never lost, they never got hammered, really. Yeah. It's just... And when again, like when, when the quality goes down, performance level under that line of winning and losing, it's hard to find that extra quality to, to come back to winning again. They couldn't do it and they still can't do it. But they're not, it's not an awful team, Rob. It's a real. And, and, that, and that's got to be the belief that if you can, as you're right, if you can keep that group together, you've got solid citizens, you've got what well, I, I don't think yeah. you call any big time Charlies are going to think they're too good for the league. If, if, if the right guy goes in there, and I'm not sure who that, that, that person is. I'm not sure if they know who it is, but if the right person can get them right, get them mentally, get a good preseason, start the season well, listen, they could do a knowledge. They could be be back up here with, with yeah. four or five games to go, but it's going to be so important from here on in and that they start to, to get the planning and the work and the things in order because um, yeah. 
there's a lot of work to do for summer for Sheffield and I, but we'll see if they can bounce yeah. back. Let's just move on before we go, mate, to the Premier League, because there was some, some yeah. this week. Newcastle 3, West Ham 2. Um, we're working on this game, and, and Newcastle get themselves 2-0 up. Courtesy of an own goal, and um, Joe Ellington uh, finish after Fabianski drops the ball. 2-0, half-town, West Ham down to 10 men. Ahmed said to me, oh, you know, this, this, this one's done, yeah? And I said, Ahmed, this is Newcastle. It's yeah. never done. And at, and at 2-1, Diop gets a header. At 2-2, Lingard gets a penalty. And I'm thinking, is, is Newcastle right for you? Probably going to lose this 3-2. And then Joe Willock came on a minute on the game and gets a header. And, and I kind of feel the three, a three points that probably is, is a big step towards Newcastle now, staying in the Premier League. Yeah, you can see yeah, the end line, can't you now? Yeah, you can. I mean, 35 points. Yeah. I think 36 is going to be safe because mm. of Fulham's remaining five, if they win three, that puts them on 36 with not a great goal difference. So a, a point or two for Newcastle should be okay. Just on other games, Rob, just things. Yeah. I, I, Man United, I thought, was worth a, a, a shout. Yeah. Um, 3-1 against Burnley. We're seeing some really great attacking play now from them, the freedom to play. Uh, Mason Greenwood is a different player. Don't know what don't know what happened to the first half of the season. I just don't know what happened there. Um, you see him Pogba in the side. Cavani comes in and gets his goal. That's going to be a, a hole to fill, Rob. First of all, credit, of course, to Oligan and Solskjaer and yeah. where they are yeah. now as the second best team, closing that gap with Man City, yeah. encouraging thinking of, of a few players who could come in to, to maybe close that gap even more. But there's a hole that Cavani, if he goes, is going to leave. Yeah. How are United going to fill that void? Because Martial... Uh, is not the answer. Are they going to have to go out and try yeah. and get one of these yeah. mega players? Trade Martial and go, go and get one. You go and get one there, Rob. You go and get a centre-back and you might be able to get away with it with a, with a, with a different type of, of wide player who brings something a little bit different to you. And it doesn't have to be top-end. I, th- I, think, I think we're starting to get there then. I think I looked at the top five, Rob. When, when Fred came off, Pogba went in next to McTominay. Yeah, Pogba was dominating the ball, so he had it. You had Rashford, Greenwood, Bruno, and Cavani. And you say, if, if you could keep Cavani for another year, it would be brilliant. Just on yeah. and off the pitch. But I'm not sure that's going to happen. So let's say it doesn't. I trade in Martial. I get 30, 35, 40. Young enough, potential enough, goal to come. I go and get one, Rob. I go and spend decent money. And all of a sudden, it, it looks very different. It looks mm. very different. Um, so yeah, good day for Monday night. And just on that, um, this week, you know, we do tactic sessions each week on, on our YouTube channel. I did a little tactic session on, on Mason Greenwood, just that finishing that you talked about, that, that extra bit he gives you from that right hand side. And between now and the end of the season, I think it's an important little time for Mason Greenwood if he can continue to, to get the goal. I think it's four in his last three Premier League appearances and, and, and can establish himself, have a good summer. Obviously, probably not going to be in the Euros, but if he can be ready to go, next season. Mm. That could save him a lot of money and he could be a big player, big, big player. And he could be, Rob, the centre yeah. forward that, that, that they're looking for. Yeah, I thought he was going to have a bigger season than he's had from, from what we saw last season as well. Just on the YouTube channel, it's NBC Sports YouTube channel. I did a, I did one before that, Rob, on Edison Cavani that yeah. shows his attributes and qualities. So for people out there who want to see a little yeah. bit of analysis on some yeah. of their front players, um, mm. you know, I suggest you take a look at it. Uh, just going to other games, Rob, and we've just come off this game. Leeds United won, Liverpool Football Club won. Yeah. 
Again, there's a lot to go at here, really, Rob. My goodness. I mean, like from protests before the game to Jurgen Klopp's sensitivity to the stick that his club has received based on the back of the news of the Super League to a performance that that was good in the first half, not good in the second half. The same issues are there. Not taking and looking like they're going to go on and score multiple goals and a defensive back line that gave up four or five excellent chances for Leeds to score and they got one late and ended up 1-1 which was absolutely the fair result Liverpool for the top four Rob I think are not going to do it tough I mean the opportunity was there the the, the week uh, the match week had gone reasonably well 2-2 draw Spurs and Everton West Ham lose you know Liverpool have a chance then to grab four spot and and then hang in there and see what else happens ahead of Chelsea playing uh, Brighton tomorrow they don't get it done, Rob. There's, there's, there's a snap that's not quite happening in the last third. They, they approach it quite well. And then that, that, that last pass, that interchange, that, that understanding it is a little bit off. Uh, Bobby Firmino again plays um, for the game, but you know doesn't get your goals. I made a little comparison. You know, Bamford's not a pacey. He's not the Vardy, you know, type. But he nicked a game together. He's got 14 goals. Bobby Firmino's got six I mean, at some point, we need a couple of goals, Bobby. Mane's, you know, nicked the goal today uh, after some good play. Uh, Jot is a threat. Mo Salah on the bench, Robert, which was an interesting one. I mean, there's one thing with Mo Salah is you, if you need a goal, you generally call on him. So, uh, I mean, some, some maybe a few difficult weeks ahead for, for Liverpool, not only with all the talk of the Super League and almost becoming, you know, I think people generally, you know, have liked Liverpool and what they're about and Jurgen Klopp. I'm not sure you're in this interesting point you make. Mentally, does that, you know, not being liked might affect them? Mm. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be tough decisions to be made, Rob, in the summer of how this team is going to look going forward. Can they afford to have a centre forward that doesn't score many goals? They can afford it because they have these two uh, yeah. scoring wide players, uh, which which also means that they've got the midfield have to work incredibly hard to allow them to stay high. Yeah. That takes the goals away from midfield. A striker doesn't score goals. If those two wide boys don't both get the big numbers, which Mane hasn't, then then everything's affected. It could be very different next season if they did yeah. go out and find a striker. And of course, all the clubs want a striker. Not easy to find. I just whether the the whole plan and the model of the team might change next season, given the, the difficulties they've had uh, for this season. You know the way that they set up could be very different. Yeah, absolutely different. Some big big calls to make and maybe one or two of the big players, you know, there's a lot of talk with Mo Salah that, you know, he might be looking to, to move on. So yeah. maybe it's time for, for a change. Maybe it's time to mix the chemistry up. Listen, mate, we could go on forever on, on, on the Super League. The big six, uh, they want to go off and, and join their Super League. The special one, he's gone. The quadruple is no more and Sheffield United slide back to the Championship. We'll be back on Thursday, April the 22nd. That's when we're going to recap this week's Premier League games. And I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit more about the European Super League and the uh, fluid situation between the Premier League, UEFA and FIFA. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto. Together with the two Robbies, thanks for watching and listening. Be safe. Be healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.